they shop around for applications and tools and then they start to think, okay, what am I going to put inside the tool? But if you actually do the work that we've just talked about before, getting to the automation bit is so much easier because you're very clear about what you need and what your business needs. Hey there, and welcome to the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. And I am your host, Lisa Rigoli, HR manager by day, Instagram manager by night, a wife and a mom of two beautiful girls. Now in 2014, I walked away from the dream job. I worked nine plus years to get to. And here's the deal. I said no to this opportunity because I knew in my gut, I no longer wanted to climb the corporate ladder, but I wasn't ready to leave the corporate world. So I created this podcast channel to support you busy women, to maximize your time while juggling all the things. Each week, my guests and I are sharing how you can attract, nurture, and connect with your ideal audience with intentionality without spending countless hours online. We get the struggle of the juggle, and we want to remind you that you can build and run a profitable side business while working your demanding day job. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lisa. So excited to be here with you and your audience. Yes, we are happy to have you here and we're looking forward to all the greatness that you're going to be sharing today. Would love if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment and sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm Rebecca K or Cariro. That's my actual surname. I am a corporate hustler, side hustler, and I am a mom. I run multiple side hustle businesses, and I also work in a full-time corporate job at one of the largest global audit firms. So I totally understand other mompreneurs when they say, you know, it's a bit too much when it comes to running their businesses and juggling all the other things. So that's me in a nutshell. And now I also help other mompreneurs better manage their time and their other businesses without you know, letting the mom guilt hold them back. Well, hearing that makes me happy because you are surrounded by such good company because so many of us are juggling all the things. And so many of us have little ones running around at home or crawling around at home. So to have you here today to help us really reduce that stress and eliminate that guilt is going to be such key. And today we get to talk specifically about how to easily organize and automate your business. But before we dive into like the, all the goodies that you have for us, curious what happened in either your corporate job or your side hustles that you were like, Hey, I need to kind of organize some things. Like what was that moment that made you realize something had to change? Yes. So I started my first online business, which was an online boutique just out of frustration that I wasn't getting enough from my corporate job. So I thought, let me start something that I am more in control of something that will, you know, fulfill me and help me to reach, you know, the dreams that I've had for myself. So I started it out and you know how you're so excited when you're starting a new business and you think, you know, you've got all this covered, you have all this under control. And then when the business started picking up and when I started getting more and more customers repetitively, I noticed that things were slowly getting out of hand and I just didn't have systems and structure and 
I was easily, you know, falling falling behind and I just felt like my whole world was crumbling and I knew at that moment that things needed to change. And even though revenues were coming in, which I know all of us like to have, the systems weren't supporting how the business was growing. And really that was the turning point for me and where I realized that I actually needed to get my act together and start treating my business like a business and not like, you know, a pet project or a hobby, which was how it started. And that was where I started to really think about how I can better organize and be more efficient so that I can actually start to enjoy the reason why I started my business and not have it become a labor of love or hate, as I like to say. Listen, everything you're saying right now is making me think through times where the, I've experienced that same thing because you've hit so many key things of, hey, like money was still coming in. It wasn't an issue of not being profitable. It was an issue of, hey, I don't have the systems in place in order to ensure that I can continue to keep going. And then two, the joy, the joy of why you started the side hustle. Because let's be honest, if we don't have these systems and organizations in place, the things we may be trying to walk away from, from a corporate perspective, we're now creating within our own business as our own boss, because things aren't clear, things aren't easy, we're not freeing up the time, if you will. So that's what came up for me as you were sharing all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And it's so interesting, because for us as you know, women who are also in the corporate space, you would think that it would come naturally, right? Right. That when right. you start your business, <laughs> you should adopt the things you see happening or being done the way business is done in your corporate job. But it just isn't like that. I don't know why. I, I would agree because there's times where I'm like, well, why wouldn't I just bring over that best practice or that standard operation procedures? But what I will say, which I'm curious if you would relate to, there is a very get it done hustle mentality in corporate. So even though we have structures and even though we have processes in place to help us streamline certain things, there is still kind of that we'll get it done. Like no matter what, get it done. And I think that's why sometimes I didn't put the systems in place because there's been that hustle mentality of, well, I got to get it done. So I'll figure it out later. I got to get it done now. So that's what, what it was for me at least. Yeah. 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 And usually because, you know, marketing and sales are always the things that are on top of our minds as solopreneurs, things like putting systems in place and organizing and putting structures always get pushed down the to-do list and you never really get to those things. But then you realize as you're growing how super important they are. 100%. So walk us through, what's the first thing then that we should do to ensure that we don't stay in this like hustle, hustle mentality? And if we're going to hustle, at least let's make sure that we're hustling a little bit smarter, not harder. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I have coined what I call the 4A method, which has really helped me and even my clients to see my business differently. And the first thing I would say you should do is audit your business. So ask yourself and take notes down. What are the tasks that you find most time consuming? What are you doing in your business that you don't really enjoy doing? And what are the tasks you would like to reduce the time you spend on? Because maybe there are necessary tasks, but they're not really directly generating revenue. 
And that's really the first point where you start to assess your business piece by piece and start to put the pieces together. Then after that, you can start thinking of, okay, what are the processes for each of these tasks? And how I like to do it is the next time you you do that task, especially the repetitive tasks, take a notebook and write down each step as you go. Or you can even use Loom, an online app or tool to record yourself as you complete this task so that you remember what you're doing. You're giving us so much goodness because everything that you're sharing right now is that kind of foundational piece, right? Of what tasks are time consuming, capture what those are, because those are the ones that you're potentially going to have to create some process around it. So curious, if you wouldn't mind, can you share an example of a task that you had that was time consuming? Yes, yes. So for most online business owners, and I'm sure you can agree to this, Lisa, because this is really your specialty, content creation is definitely one of the most time-consuming tasks and marketing your business, especially where you do, it's not your strong point. And for me, those were two areas that I really found quite time-consuming and tasking. And I needed to find a way to be able to first store the information that I was coming up with and all the copy in one nice place so that I could, you know, be able to use it and reuse it and also be able to find an efficient way of getting the end-to-end process done. So from the ideation to, you know, sharing whatever it is you're sharing on your social media channels or on Pinterest or on your blog. And this goes for product-based business owners as well. That entire process is one of, definitely one of the most time-consuming tasks. Makes sense. Okay, so let's focus on content creation because you you are right. That is my jam. I can talk about content creation all day long. So when you were looking at this as a specific task, time-consuming thing, and it was something that you knew that was necessary, but it wasn't something that you specifically needed to do to generate some revenue, are you saying in this case, you recorded yourself creating the content from point A to point Z, and then that way you were able to map out those steps. What does that process look like to actually write it down? Because I think we might struggle with that. Like, I think we might dread doing it because we're like, I don't really know. Like, I just kind of do it. It's like riding a bike. I don't think about, you know, putting the kickstand down first and then picking up the kickstand. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. So if you just take a step back, because I know, especially when you've been doing something for a long time, you just think, well, I, I just do it. I just create a post or I just create a blog. But there's actually a lot that you do that goes into it. And if you just had a process and systems or automation to help you streamline that process and to help you save time. And here we're not talking about, you know, hours of time saved. We're talking about small incremental moments of time. So it could be like 10 minutes of, of, of time that you save every single week or 15 minutes from your current content creation process. That's really what we're talking about. So an example is say you're creating a blog, right? There are quite a number of things you need to do. You need to choose your topic. You need to do the research you need to choose the keywords that you're going to use for that that specific topic that you want to write about. You need to type the blog, right? And then you need to do all the other things, the SEO, adding your internal and external links, 
then you actually need to post it. And that's just one part of the process. You then need to talk about the marketing and the promotion. And then you now need to get clever. And you talk about this a lot, Lisa, how to actually repurpose and reuse your content so that it continues to work for you. I completely agree. And I think that's probably a perfect segue to continue where you were going, which is now you need to automate your process, correct? Yes, yes, yes. So just to recap, the first thing is to literally just write down what are the tasks in your business, starting from the ones that are most time consuming and the ones you don't like doing, because those are the ones you really want to get to the automation stage as soon as possible. Then you create your processes like the one I've just given as an example, blog post creation. And then now you can think about what areas in that process can you actually automate based on what is available. And just back to the example that I've given for like my blog creation process, for example, I use Asana to create a workflow for each and every blog post. But I also use Airtable to store my blog, to store the pictures associated with that blog so that in future, it's easy for me to retrieve that blog and to reuse certain parts of that blog for future marketing aspects of my business. So you need to really think of this from a very, very high level and not just go in to think of, oh, okay, what what tools can I use for my business based on what you hear other people doing? Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. And I love how you also have certain systems that help you stay organized, whether it's the Airtable or Asana. So I think really capturing that piece of, hey, this is where I put it. So that way it's in one location or two locations to ensure that my tasks are being processed and then they're now being automated and things of that nature. So following along nicely. Yes, yes, yes. And then the last part of the 4A method is the actual automation. So this is, this is where I see a lot of mompreneurs kind of doing it the other way around. They shop around for applications and tools, and then they start to think, okay, what am I going to put inside the tool? But if you actually do the work that we've just talked about before, getting to the automation bit is so much easier because you're very clear about what you need and what your business needs. So then you're also able to assess whether the application or tool that you're looking at will actually solve the problem or the area that you're trying to save time on. Rebecca, if you don't mind, share a little bit more what that means. So can you give like an example? Yes. So going back to our, our example of the blog post creation. So now you know that you have a process, you have a list, and you want to be able to use that list over and over again. So you'll look around and, and you know, based on your research, and it's really easy, just go to Google and look for systems or tools that can help you repeat a process without maybe having to type it out all the time. Maybe you also have someone in your team that you want to help. So you want a, a system that can help you to collaborate as well. And then look, look at it from that end. You also want to consider your budget. Obviously, some of these tools are not available for free. There's some like Asana, which I really love, that are available on a freemium package. So that's also another aspect that you want to look at. 
And one of the really key aspects, if tech is not your strong point, is do they have a strong customer support available? Because that really helps when you're stuck so that you're not getting into this Google rat hole, trying to Google every single thing of how to do certain things in this tool that you just subscribed for 12 months. But if they have, you know, available 24-7 customer support, it's so much easier because all you need to do is go on the chat and ask them how to do X, Y, Z instead of trying to figure everything out yourself. All right, Rebecca, thank you so much for breaking that down for us. And earlier you shared that Asana and Airtable are the two uh, softwares that you use. Are those your favorite or do you have another one? Yes. So definitely Asana is a tool that I use when I start working on my business, when it's business hours, and it's the one tool that I close my business with literally because I'm able to see my business from a bigger picture with Asana. And I'm also able to delegate and collaborate with my VA who is also in in the Asana. So it's so, so easy and it's so intuitive and user-friendly. So definitely it's probably one of my favorite, I would say. Okay. And I love the fact that you just shared a good, a good thing that you have a teammate that lives in a completely different country than you and they're able to log in. They're able to have the same information, even if a different time zone. So that way you guys are able to communicate on one platform. Exactly. Love it. And I think this is a great segue to the last part, which is the outsourcing and delegating. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So, you know, we talked about at the start of this conversation, not everyone has, you know, the same level of tech savviness. So if you're still feeling a bit overwhelmed when you get to the part where you have to choose which software to use or how to use these softwares and applications, there is always the option of delegating and outsourcing. So once you have your systems, I mean, once you have your tasks down and written down, it's so much easier to outsource the automation to someone else because then they understand what your end game is or what you're trying to achieve and systemize and automate. So how many people do you have on your team? Currently, I'm actually a very lean team. So I only have one other team member and we share most of the tasks together. I like to drive what my VA does by making sure I have the tasks very clearly laid out so that for her, her only job is to pick it up and implement. That makes me so happy to hear. I have a very lean team as well. But everything that you just shared right now, and I think this will be like a great way to recap everything we discussed is I first had to exactly what you just said. I had to map out what were some of the tasks that were super time consuming, but I knew were necessary and that I wasn't necessarily generating revenue by myself doing it, but I knew that it would generate some revenue. And that for me was my podcast. I love doing these recordings. I love being able to put some content out there and get other people connected in ways through guest speakers and things that nature, but it was time consuming to process all of this, right? So from there, I said, let me first make sure that I know what my process is. And then from there, I picked a software to help me really figure out what that looks like. And because I am not tech savvy, you're probably going to laugh when I share what my software is because it's not high tech, but I use Google Drive folders 
because it was a way for me to keep things super organized and share information to other people. And then I outsourced my podcast to my uh, wonderful, amazing friend. Just something I've thought about as you were talking is sometimes you you know exactly what needs to be done, but you just don't have the time or the capacity to do it yourself. And that's where outsourcing can be such a powerful tool in your business. 100% agreed. 100% agreed. Thank you for those great tips. Would love to know how can my viewers get connected with you? Awesome. So they can definitely follow me on Instagram, which is I think where we connected at This Is Rebecca K. I also have a Facebook group where I help other mompreneurs just get their business streamlined so that they can get out of that stress and feeling of overwhelm into a business that really makes them happy. And I'm actually hosting a five-day Streamline Your Side Hustle Challenge in two weeks' time, which will be in my Facebook group, Busy to Boss Moms. So I would be delighted to have you all there. And listeners, by the time this airs, the challenge might be over, but the good thing is the Facebook group that Rebecca is referring to will be in the show notes below. Rebecca welcomes people at any given time to her community. She is so easy to talk to. It's how, She's spot on. We got connected on Instagram and I feel like we, it's just like we check up on each other's kids. We check up on each other's day. We root for each other. She is someone that will easily become your biggest cheerleader and will support you along the way as you're trying to figure out how to do the side hustle while juggling the corporate job and while juggling all the other things. Thank so. you so much. Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then there's one more thing that we do at the end of each show. We ask a question of would you rather so curious would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long (laughs) oh my goodness I would definitely rather live twice as long yes this is why we're friends I love that answer I agree I want to live twice as long so I can be around when my kids are getting older and see what happens with them and just see what happens in the world in general so I would agree. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We're on the same wavelength. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoy. This is actually Rebecca's first weekend away with the kids with her hubby. So Rebecca, enjoy, have a good time with with him and just enjoy the downtime. Even if you are going to be thinking about the little ones at home, it's been a pleasure having you on our show. Bye for now. Bye Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Have a lovely day. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.